Amen. Take your Bibles to the book of Mark chapter 3 this morning. Mark chapter 3. I sure enjoyed that singing. What a great blessing that was to my heart. Mark chapter 3. Now, uh, the message this morning, I need you to have your your fingers ready to turn to quite a few scriptures. We're going to have to move around for the message I'm preaching. I need you to, so we're going to do a little bit of Bible drill this morning. I was praying about what God would have me to preach so many directions that that a preacher's heart wants to go in, but I pray that God would give me something that would that would really help you from this day forward for the rest of your Christian life, and not something just help you for a moment, uh, but something that that you can carry with you every day, and that if you young people will get a hold of this truth, it will absolutely revolutionize your life from here on out in your Christian walk, and so I really just want to be a help to you. So many other things I could have preached to you. I could have preached deeper, tried to go deeper. But sometimes it's just the simple things that we need and things we need to be reminded of. I'm, I'm a, I know in my heart that we're not in need of new truth. We're in need of being reminded of the truths we've already heard and to live by those truths. Mark chapter 3, I'll give you my thought here in just a second. Look at verse 31, Mark chapter 3 verse 31 and we'll read down through verse 35. The Bible says, and there came then his brethren and his mother, and standing without, sent unto him, calling him. And the multitude sat about him, and they said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren without seek for thee. And he answered them, saying, Who is my mother and my brethren? And he looked round about on them which sat about him, and said, Behold, my mother. And my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and my mother. Man, what a profound portion of scripture. You literally have Mary, uh, the mother of the Lord Jesus, and his brothers and his sisters come to see him. And there's a great multitude around him, and he's preaching, and he's, he's giving them the word of God, the way of God, the will of God for their life. The things that how to please the father and somebody comes and they said, hey, your mom and your brother and your sisters are out there and they want to see you. And Jesus didn't stop and say, uh, all, all of you just hang on a little while. I'll be back in a little bit. Need to go see my mom and my brothers and my sisters. Jesus looked about and said, who is my mother? Let me tell you who my brother is. Let me tell you who my sister is. Those, he said, those that, that whosoever shall do the will of God, the same as my brother, my sister, and my mother. I believe part of the, one of the most misunderstood things to me that I misunderstood a lot when I was a, a young Christian is trying to find out the will of God for my life. He said, those that do the will of my father. And, and I just want to preach to you this morning on the simplicity of the will of God for your life. The simplicity. I don't know, I was around a, a lot of stuff after I first got saved and I'd hear preachers and people talking about the will of God. This is the will of God and I believe that's the will of God and I believe that's the will of God. And I had a lot of people trying to tell me what the will of God was for my life. You ever have those people? I believe that'd be the perfect will of God for your life. I'm like, man, how do they, how do they, I mean, you know, I wish I could get a hold of the will of God like that. 
I wish I could figure out that, man, how are they hearing God so clear about all the will of God for their life? And I'm just trying to figure it, figure it out. It seemed like to be this mysterious thing. And I thought, boy, if I could ever get to the place I could hear God like that. And I began to study my Bible and I began to find out how simple it is to know the will of God for your life. It's a very simple thing. Before we pray, let me look at Luke chapter 8. Let me show you this. So those that do the will of my father... He said, that's my mother, my brother, my sister. Look at Luke chapter 8. I want to read to you. Uh, we were in Luke chapter 8 last night about Mary Magdalene and about the wild men of Gadara. But it's amazing right in the middle of this chapter, if you'll look in verse 19. Then came to him his mother and his brethren and could not come to him for the press. And it was told him by certain which said, Thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to see thee. And he answered and said unto them, My mother and my brethren are these, don't miss this statement, which hear the word of God, say this with me, and do it. You know what the will of God is for your life? The other passage parallel to this is that do my father's will. That's my mother, my brother, and my sister. And he come over here and he began to expound on it and said, they that hear the word of God and do it. And so I want to preach to you this morning about the known will of God for your life. You want to know where you'll find the will of God for your life, right? In that book sitting in your lap. This Bible is full of the absolute perfect will of God for your life. And so many people seem to be concerned about, well, I wonder if this is the will of God and that's the will of God. And they've missed to do what they already know to be the will of God for their life. Read your Bible, study your Bible. At the end of the message, I'm going to actually read a list of things where I'm going to tell you what the will of God is for your life. Say, preacher, how do you know what the will of God is for my life? Because the Bible said it. It's what the scripture said. So I want, to, I want you to turn with me this morning as we begin to just look at some scriptures about what the will of God is for your life. Look at Romans chapter 12 with me. Romans chapter 12. I'm going to have you turn to several scriptures. I'll read. I'll try not to preach on all of them for the sake of time to get down to the meat of the message at the end. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable service means it's not unjust. It's not, it's not excessive. It's not asking too much. It is your absolute reasonable service when you get saved to take this body, the Lord has purchased you, this is the temple of the Holy Ghost of God, God dwells in it, and it is absolutely reasonable every day of my life to present this body that I'm supposed to glorify him in this body and in my spirit, given to God every single day as a living sacrifice unto him. The Bible said in verse two, and be not conformed to this world. That means you're not supposed to be made to the resemblance of, to reduce yourself to the likeness of this world. But be transformed means to be renewed and changed into a form of even an external appearance. Be transformed. So be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, look at this, by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. Now how am I going to renew my mind? When I was lost, I thought like the world. 
When I was lost, my mind was on sin and pleasure and flesh and lust. And it was all about me and all about the pleasures of this life and the, the things that this world have to offer you. And so a lost person thinks different than a saved person. You want to know what changes the thinking of a person after they're saved? The mind of Christ. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians, who, who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has instructed him? We have the mind of Christ. You want to know what God thinks about something? Read it in his word. Here's his mind. Here's how God thinks. So now if I'm going to renew my mind to know how God thinks, then I've got to get in this Bible every day of my life, and I've got to get the mind of Christ in my mind so I think like he thinks. The Bible said for me to renew my mind and that is the only way that I can fulfill the rest of the verse. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I've heard that passage as three different will of God's for your life. That's not, that's not the good will and the acceptable will and the perfect will. Like you can try to find out three separate wills in your life. The will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. The only way I can discern that is I've got to renew my mind. I've got to think differently. Now, let me say this to you. Uh, you know, my children, my children, uh, there's been many times like Scott, my oldest son. I remember he's our firstborn, that there were times that, that uh, Scott would look at one of the other children as they were coming up, maybe one of my other sons, Jonathan or Benjamin, and they were doing something. They were doing something they shouldn't do. And I remember maybe Scott would look at them and he'd say, hey, you better not do that. Well, you know, Daddy wouldn't, Dad and Mom wouldn't want you to do that. And they'd get upset and say, Mom and Dad's never told me to do that. I can't do that. And Scott would say something like this. Well, Mom and Dad's never told me either that we can't do that. But I know them. And that thing you're doing is like a whole lot of other stuff they already told us not to do. That's in the same category. I've never had to hear don't do that, but I know from their mind, putting in my mind, that's like all that other stuff. Don't do it. You're going to get in trouble. And they can ignore him if they want to and say I've never been told, but they'll find out they should have listened. And you know what's going to go on? The more you get the mind of God in you, the more you're going to have spiritual understanding and spiritual discernment, and you're not going to need a verse for everything. We're living in a generation that says, well, the Bible, I, I, there's no verse telling me I can't do that. We know that thing that you want to do is a whole lot like all that other stuff God told you not to do. And the more of his mind you get in you, the more that you'll be able to discern the will of God and know the will of God. And there's going to be some things that come up that you're going to look at and you're not going to need a verse that says do not do that because there's going to be a whole lot of other verses flood your mind and say that's just like one of them things. And I'm staying away from that. I don't even have to pray about that. I don't even need to go. There's enough Bible already coming to my mind that says abstain from that evil. Stay away from it. You want to know the will of God for your life? Get in this Bible. It's full of the will of God for your life. Get busy do doing what you know to be the will of God. I'd say, here, I'd say here this morning, you know a whole lot more about the will of God than you realize. If you've been sitting under preaching, being taught in a Christian school, raised in a Christian home, or if you're not even from a Christian home but you're in, in church here this morning, you have the opportunity being a Christian school, they are instilling into your mind what the will of God is for your life. Get busy doing it. 
You know what I have found out from walking what I know to be the will of God for my life? Here's what I teach our church. Here's what I've taught my children all their life. If you'll get busy just doing what you know to be the will of God, if you'll walk in the will of God, a lot of that other unknown stuff, you'll end up walking right into it. If you'll just do the will of God, you'll be able to discern You'll be able to discern with spiritual understanding from walking in the will of God to understand when something's not the will of God. You can realize it's not the will of God. It's not the will of God. I've had people sit in my office over the years as a pastor and I've had people that I've come in and they've come in and talked to me about something they're gonna do and I've looked at him. I remember one distinct individual. I looked at him and I said, brother, I said, that's not the will of God. I'm, that is absolutely not the will of God for your life. He said, well, preacher, I feel like it's the will of God. I said, but it violates the scripture over and over and over again. I said, do you know what the Bible says about it? Here's what he said. He said, I, I, I'm not sure what the Bible says about it, but I know in my heart what God's leading me to do. You know what he said? Hey, I, 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 I'm not really sure about what the Bible says, but I just know in my heart what God's leading me to. God will never lead you contrary to his word. You hear me, young people? God will never, ever, 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 ever lead you contrary to that Bible. Spirit of God will never contradict and lead your life in a direction that's not in the scripture. Never. If you want to know the will of God for your life, get in this every day and learn the will of God for your life. Look with me, if you would, in the book of Ephesians chapter 5. I'll show you what the Bible. I'm going to have you turn to some passages now. Ephesians chapter 5. So get your page, finger turning pages on. Ephesians 5, look at verse 10. Let me read this to you. Ephesians 5, 10. The Bible says, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. You see, so for my life, what God accepts, the Bible says I can prove it. I can prove what's acceptable to the Lord. There's only one way to do that. It's with the Bible. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Look at verse 17. Wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. God said you can understand the will of God for your life. You can actually prove what is acceptable to the Lord. It's not how I feel. It's not because I get in my prayer closet and pray about it and ask God, is this acceptable? There's a whole lot of Bible you need to filter your actions through so that you can prove what is acceptable to the Lord. Now, I'm not going to turn you there, but the will of God for your life, 2 Corinthians 8, 5, said they gave themselves to the Lord by the will of God. You know what the will of God, one of the things that's the will of God for your life, present your body daily a living sacrifice unto the Lord that you might honor God in your body and honor God in your spirit, which are his. He's bought you with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Look at Philippians chapter two. I wanna show you some verses on this. Philippians two, verse 12. The Bible says, wherefore, my beloved, so you can just turn on from Ephesians, Philippians, next book, chapter two, verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. 
Well, I love that verse. You know what will happen if you'll walk with God and read his book and walk in the will of God? You'll do right when nobody's watching. You'll do right. It's one thing to do right when you're in church or you're around the preacher or your parents. How about when you get away from them? Paul said, much more in my absence, in my absence, with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you. Boy, this verse is powerful. It is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You know what God's going to work in your life now that you're saved? How many of your parents in here have had your children, you told them to take out the trash, and they went to grab the trash, and you knew it wasn't their will to do so? Their will wasn't involved. They were doing it against their will. Or you told them, make your bed up and clean up your bedroom or go do this or that. And they went and did it. And the only reason they did it is they did not want the consequences. But their attitude and the way they did it and maybe mumbling under their breath, something going on, you realize their will was not involved in it. God is not interested in you just doing the word of God. He's interested in you to have the will to do the word of God. He wants you to want to do his will. You know what he works in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. When you get saved, his commandments are not supposed to be grievous anymore. That's what John said, his commandments are not grievous. Before I got saved, that when I heard about the Lord's ways, man, it grieved me. I didn't want to walk in the Lord's ways. But now that I'm saved and I hear a preacher open the book and he preaches or I read it and I see it in the Bible, something in my heart says, I want to do that. I want to do that. God is going to work in your heart to will and to do of his good pleasure. Well, there's so many sometimes Christians only doing it because somebody's watching. Only doing it because they feel like they have to. Well, if God ever gets your want to involved in it, things will change. He wants to work in your heart the will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, the Bible says in Hebrews 13, go to Hebrews 13 with me, let me... I may cut out just a few of these, but Hebrews chapter 13, I want you to look in verse 20. Hebrews 13, verse 20. The Bible says, Now the God of peace brought again from the dead the Lord Je our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. He wants to work in you to do his will, doing that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Look at Colossians chapter 1. So you just a couple other verses. Colossians chapter 1. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians chapter 1. Look at verse 9 through 11. Verse 9. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. For this cause we also since the day we heard it. Do not cease to pray for you and to desire. Look at this. That you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. God said that you can be full. You can be filled. Your mind can be filled with the knowledge of God's will. 
in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Well, if that's one thing we're lacking today, it seems like, among God's people is spiritual understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. I'll give you a couple other verses here in just a second, but, but I want you to understand that there was a parable in the book of Matthew. If you're taking notes, you can look at it later. Chapter 21, verse 28 through verse 32. There was a father that told two of his sons to go into the field and work in the vineyard. And one of the sons said, I will. He was rebellious. You know what he said? He said, I will not go. I'm not going to do it, Daddy. I'm not going. The Bible says later he repented and went into the field. He got his heart right, got over his rebellion, went to the field and worked, did what he was supposed to do. But the other brother, the dad said, hey, go in the field and work in my vineyard. The other, you know what the other brother said? Father, I go. I'm going. But he never showed up. Never went to the field, never went to work. So many times in church we got people raising their hand, yeah, amen, praise God, I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I'm gonna follow the Lord, and yet they leave church and they don't follow him. You know what the Bible said? Which one of these two sons do you think did the will of his father? He said, not the one that said, I'll go and didn't go. It's the one that said, I'm not going, repented, and went and did it. Went and did it. And so the Lord gave us that parable about doing the will of God. And so the Bible says this is the will of God, even your sanctification. What's the will of God for your life, young people? That ye should abstain from fornication. That relationship is only for marriage. Only for marriage. Then the Bible says that every one of you should know how to possess your vessel in sanctification and honor. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. No matter what's going on in your life, you know what the Lord wants you to do? Give thanks. Give, you want to know why you are to give thanks? You say, preacher, that is awful bad what's going on in my life right now. Why in the world should I give thanks? It could be worse. It's not as bad as it could be. You ought to thank God it's not worse. You know what you ought to thank God? The Lord is my helper. You ought to thank the Lord you got somebody to help you through it. You know, what you, you know what you need to thank him for? His word that strengthens you, the spirit of God that will lead you and guide you and bring back to your remembrance. I mean, you ought to thank the Lord that he is my helper. There's a whole lot to thank the Lord for. Listen, don't, you want to know, you want to know what's going on in your life tonight? I promise you this morning, you can find somebody else that's got it worse than you. You ought to thank God that it's not worse as it, that, as it could be. And so the will of God, let me, just, let me just tell you a few things this morning. I'm going to read off to you. So get your ears on. I'm going to turn to one passage at the end and we'll be done. Get your ears on this morning. Listen to this. You know what the will of God is for your life? Pray without ceasing. Be instant in prayer. Rejoice evermore. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. Boys, is this sounding familiar? That's the will of God for your life. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. Let all of your things be done with charity. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Neither give place to the devil. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. 
Love one another with a pure heart fervently. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You say, preacher, I like this girl. I just, I had to know if she's the will of God or not. If she's not saved, it's not the will of God. There's a verse tells you it's not the will of God. Let me say something to you this morning. Also, there's times that we're walking in the will of God. And I've got some things I'm praying about right now. I'm praying for the Lord's will, for the Lord's discernment, for the Lord to show me. I was praying something this last week, thought it might be the will of God, wasn't sure. And I said, Lord, if it's not your will, shut the door, shut it down. And, And all of a sudden, it didn't come to pass. And somebody called me and said, preacher, I'm sorry. I said, I just take it as the Lord's will. I'm not, I'm not upset. I prayed if, if, if it didn't happen, I, I asked God for his will to be done. You know what goes on so many times in Christians' lives? I'm, I'm praying about this job, and, and if it's the Lord's will, I want him to give it to me. And all of a sudden, you don't get the job. Then you get all upset. Then you get, I, I just, man, I just don't know why I didn't get that job. And you get all tore out of the frame and all discouraged. Didn't you pray if it be the Lord's will? Didn't you ask God to, you know what the Bible says? If we acknowledge him in all of our ways, he shall direct our paths. Did you not acknowledge him? Did you not pray about it? Did you not ask for his will? Did you not ask for his guidance? And if God shuts the door, hey, I pray God, if you don't want me to go through that door, shut it. I trust you to shut it. I'm trying to do the best I can. Best I know, I'm praying about this, Lord, and I'm asking you to shut the door. If it, and if God opens the door, no man can shut it. Why is it when God shuts a door sometime we're praying about, we're, we're busy with a crowbar trying to open it up. We're trying to kick it down. We're trying to run and, and, and beat it down, fighting against the will of God. Learn to settle. If you, it is a promise in the Bible that if you'll acknowledge him in all of your ways, he said, I shall direct your paths. It's gonna happen. He's gonna do it if you're acknowledging him. Just, just submit to the will of God for your life. But here's, here's the next problem. I know so many, script, so many Christians worried about, I wonder if this house is the will of God or if this job is the will of God or this thing is the will of God or going to school is the will of God. And, and when you talk to them, they've done neglected all the will of God they do know. Don't expect God to lead you in all them other ways if you're not acknowledging him in your ways. Get busy doing what you know to be the will of God and I believe, I believe with all my heart from experience and from the scripture And because my experience matches the scripture, listen to me now, we do not judge our doctrine to be right because of our experiences. We judge whether our experiences are right by our doctrine determines whether the experience is right. What's the difference between a Bible believer and the rest of that crowd out there preaching Jesus? How do I know if my experience is right is because the Bible will tell me it is. And if my experience doesn't line up with the scripture, then my experience is not of God. Well, that's where the charismatics get all messed up. So the will of God for your life, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Whoso... Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Have no fellowship. We just read this with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather approve them. See that none render evil for evil to any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Study to be quiet. Do your own business. Boy, if people would just listen to that one. 
If you just do the will of God, keep you out of a whole lot of mess. Work with your own hands. Hey, gentlemen, it's the will of God for you to work with your own hands. Be not weary in well-doing. Endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Put on the whole armor of God. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Holding forth the faithful word as he hath been taught. Flee youthful lust. Flee fornication. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Let us not be weary in well-doing. As you therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially those of the household of faith. Bear one another's burdens. So fulfill the law of Christ. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrines which you have learned and avoid them. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. You want to know how we get ourselves in a lot of trouble and cause a lot of division in the church? Not walking in the will of God. Not walking in the will of God. Don't avenge yourselves, the Bible says, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. If your enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting or drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. Reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law of Christ. I'm going to read a few more to you. I'm almost done. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some is. Love your enemies. Pray for your enemies. Exhort one another. Provoke one another unto love and good works. Keep thyself pure. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Forbear, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you, so also do ye. Above all things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your hearts unto the Lord. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, with all of thy mind, with all of thy strength. Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. Lean not into thine own understanding. Lean not into thine own understanding. Acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. There's so much more that I could read you this morning. But I think you get the point. The will of God 
The Bible says you can be full of the knowledge of his will. I'm convinced most Christians know more of the will of God than they realize. The question is, are you doing it? Because you're the one that the Lord said, you're my mother. You're my brother. You're my sister. I mean, could you imagine such a, such a statement? The Lord's looking at his family and he didn't take time and he said, look, he said, all of you that are sitting here hearing the will of the Father and hearing my word and doing it, you're my mother. You're my brother. I'm the brother of Christ. Ladies, you can be the sister of Christ. If you hear the word of God, which is the will of God, and just do it. Look, if you would, in Matthew chapter 7, and I'm done. Matthew 7, one last, this, this portion of scripture. Matthew chapter 7. Look at verse 24, and I'll just read a couple verses of the parallel chapter that goes with it. I'll read them just both and make a comment. Matthew chapter 7, look at it. Matthew 7, look at verse 24. All of you know this story, this parable, verse 24. The Bible says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Look at Luke chapter 6. Same portion of Scripture. Three verses here, Luke 6, four verses, verse Luke chapter 6, look at verse 46. I want you to see this. You see from what we just read that when you hear the Lord's sayings, you hear the word of God, and you do them, it's as if you dug real deep. I'm a builder by trade. Your pastor's a builder. Others in here are builders. And as we read this next portion of scripture, and I'm done, as we read this portion of scripture, here's what you need to understand. You can go out there in the middle of a field where there's sand, and right beside, right, right in the, in a, in a, on an acre of land, we can build two houses. One, we can get a building crew that we can tell them, don't dig down and don't put a foundation in, don't put any, don't dig down a footer. And when you dig a footer down, you got to put rebar in it and you put the plastic in it and then you pour, you know, at least in, in South Carolina, it's got to be 12 inches deep, 9 to 12 inches wide. And you put that footer in with all that rebar that ties it in. And then on top of that, you begin to build your house. It's a foundation that keeps it from sinking and destroyed when the water comes. We could have somebody go out there and just kind of scratch the dirt off from the grass and start laying the two-by-fours down, build the walls and stand them up right on the dirt. Build both houses with the same material. Just leave the foundation out of one, put the foundation on the other. On the outside, you look at them, they both look exactly the same. They're both beautiful. They're both, I mean, I mean they're, they're both nice and, 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 and you put two families inside of them. When you put two families inside that house, two families in the church that are saved, put them inside that house. But I'm going to tell you, when the storm comes and the flood comes and the wind is vehement and begins to build, those that are inside the house with no foundation are in great danger. The house is going to start sinking. The house is going to come down. The house is going to fall down. And I'm going to tell you, the problem is in church sometimes, we got people, when we, when we see the saints of God, they both look the same. 
But how come one family ain't making it? How come one family gets out of church? How come one family struggles and struggles and struggles and destruction and, and, and they just don't ever seem to get any grip because one family is taking the word of God, the sayings of God, the will of God. They're studying it. They're digging deep. They put the foundation. They're building their life on the foundation. The other one coming to church and that, oh, you're saved, but you're failing to build on the foundation. Let me say something to you. The wind's coming. The rain is coming. The storm is coming. It's going to beat vehemently. And the only way you're going to make it is if you've dug deep. If you, and if you're building on the foundation and you're walking in the will of God is the only way you're going to make it. Look at these verses. I'm just going to read them and undone. Look at verse 46. Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and digged deep laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently. And immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. I hope the message has been a help to you. So that you can understand, you don't have to wander mysteriously all the time trying to figure out the will of God for your life. Get busy doing the will of God that God's already told you to do. Amen. Amen. Preacher, come on. Amen. As we stand to our feet, altars open. AG family's coming just to play some soft music while the altars are open. We want you this morning to mind the Lord. What a tremendous message. The simplicity of the will of God. Just read his word, hear his word and do it. Living in the will of God is not complicated. It's not something you have to go to Bible college to learn how to do. You and I can live in the will of God each and every day by walking in the light and the truth that we have received. God's dealt with your heart. Won't you come? Why don't you come? Spend some time on your knees. You might need to do some serious soul searching this morning. Ask yourself the question after that message, am I living in the will of God or am I out of the will of God? You mind the Lord.